Hey, what's going on there, podcast community? Matthew Johnson here, back with another episode of Dementia in Black and White. And in this week's episode, we are going to ask the question or answer the question, can you afford a home care worker? And it really is about giving some resources that might be available out there to you that you don't know about as you're looking to fund the cost of a home care worker. So that's what we'll talk about today. You might want to have your pen and paper ready to write down a couple of websites. I am going to go through a lot of information today on this week's episode of Dementia in Black and White. All right, let us get into it. And so this week's source for the information is an article from the AARP magazine or website, aarp.org is where you can find it. The title of the article is, Can You Afford a Home Care Worker? And it is dated October 25th, 2021. So you can go to the website and just if you wanted to get the rest of this information, because I might skip around here. Uh, and, and for you to follow up again, I always encourage I am not, you know, getting paid by AARP or any of these organizations that I'll talk about here today. But in either case, you should want to do any of your own follow up and due diligence when you are considering sources of information. So definitely do that. But in either case, so can you afford a home care worker? And then the subtitle of the article Resources are available for families who need caregiving help. All right. And it starts out this way. Planning for in-home care is a lot like the Chinese adage about planting a tree. The best time was 20 years ago. And the second best time is today. Right. That is a very good point about caring for your loved one and finding them financial resources to do so. And it can be a daunting amount of money that is necessary to care for your loved one, particularly if you hadn't planted that tree 20 years ago, as this Chinese adage says, but certainly the next best time is to not put it off any longer and to start right now, even though you are right in the midst of it, it's better to get started than to you know be in denial about it or procrastinate any further, because certainly by procrastinating, you're going to make the issue even worse. And it's going to be a little more difficult five years from now when you still might be dealing with this issue. So I like that adage. Then it goes on to say older Americans determined to stay in their homes are likely to need help at some point. For a few hours a day or 24-7 with household chores, nursing services, and personal care. And with the 65-plus population projected to grow from 56 million in 2020 to 73 million in 2030, the need for home health care will only increase. And that is absolutely correct. Uh, The places are going to increase in cost as to keep track with inflation as to keep track with paying their um, employees 
who, you know, might need to have a living wage. So these costs are likely going to go up, not down over the years. And so it makes it even um, more pressing, particularly for those of you who are maybe in your 50s or late 40s and you're taking care of your loved one. Uh, that's older, you might think about some of these tips and tricks for yourself so that as you get out there to that uh, senior age, some of these things are already in place and taken care of. All right. Then it goes on to talk about long term care insurance. So and this is, again, for that generation that's eligible for it, because, of course, once you have pre-existing conditions like dementia, you will not be eligible to get long-term care insurance, even if you are at the age. So it says here that the average annual premium in 2021 for a couple who are both age 55 was $2,050 for a policy that would pay up to $165,000 in future care costs. Now, I have a degree in accounting, and every time I see numbers, my mind just starts rolling around and thinking, Well, is that a good deal financially? And trust me when I tell you there are people who have worked out these numbers to determine exactly where they need to be to be profitable in selling you this insurance. But as I look at that, so if you're age 55 and it's just assuming like my mother, you won't need this until you're 80. That's 25 years. And I did go into an investment calculator and put in two thousand dollars a year for 25 years and looked at an annual return rate of 7%, which is about what the S and P 500 standard and poor's, uh, the stock market, um, averages over, you know, any given 10 year period, you can expect about 7%. Um, so if you look at that and you just put that money in an index fund on your own, it would give you about $150,000 that you could have. And of course, if you're a little more aggressive and a savvier investor, you might even be able to get more than the $165,000 that they have available for you. Not to mention if you die, you know, at age 81 and only get to use this for one year, then, of course, that money is not available to you. So just things to think about. Um, And I do have a podcast about long term care insurance uh, that you can go back and listen to. That will go into a little more detail in terms of what my perspective is. But this is definitely something to consider, just like you have life insurance, you have health insurance. If you are in a financial position to have this as an investment vehicle as well, that's the way I look at it. It's an investment vehicle. One, compare it to other investment vehicles that are available to you. But two, you can definitely consider having this arrow in your quiver as well. And that's what the costs are. Now, $165,000 might seem like a lot, but I am here to tell you. Looking at memory care costs now, that can be $10,000 a month. You're really only talking about 16 months of memory care with this 165,000. So the chances are, if that's all the coverage you have, it will likely not even be enough at the time that you need it. Now, again, we're talking about today's prices. 
price is 25 years from now when you're going to be using this it might be $20,000 a month for memory care. Who knows? All right. So that's one thing. And then it talks about paying out of pocket as most people will um, have to pay out of pocket for some of the home care because Medicare, Medicaid doesn't cover that. They would only cover it if you're talking about skilled nursing, occupational therapists and those types of things. And so they say that many people cobble together a care budget from multiple sources among them annuities. So if your loved one is getting some type of pension investment and savings, life insurance policies, sometimes there's a cash value associated with an individual's an individual's life insurance policy and then borrowing. And it gives an example of a reverse mortgage. But even in this article, it warns that you have to be careful about some of these reverse mortgage companies as there are many scams targeting seniors and just it's a complex um, a complex venture, the reverse mortgage. So just make sure that if you're using that as an option, that you are getting good financial advice from smart people who can help guide you. That land is filled with land mines. As far as I'm concerned, I personally would avoid the reverse mortgage option and opt for a home equity loan, if that's what you want to do. And even that you want to be careful because you're trying to keep the person in the home and using the equity in the home to pay for the care. If that runs out and you lose the home, well, now we're in a pretty bad situation, of course. And then it talks about government help. And of course, with the government, that's where you can get into Medicare and Medicaid if you meet those financial requirements. And again, you want to do your own research. I am not your financial advisor, but $2,000, I believe, is the amount of money that you're allowed to have in the bank. And I do believe they look back five years. So if you sold a house last year and received $100,000 in proceeds from the house and you're showing your bank account has only $2,000 in it today. The government's going to ask where at that $100,000 go. And if you aren't able to show that you spent that on nursing home, memory care, or what have you, they're going to, of course, penalize you in terms of uh, what your assets are and that they uh, may or may not get under that. But one of the things it does list here under government help is a website that I think is a wonderful website and it's the elder care locator and it is a government website. So at least at this point you will be avoiding the ads that, you know, you just go out to Google and try to research some of this, this elder care Locators website is eldercare.acl.gov. And so if you are taking notes, this would be the note to take. If you're not familiar with this program already, eldercare.acl.gov. It is a wonderful website. You literally just put in your zip code and then it populates the screen with different agencies on agents or agencies on aging uh, resources that are available within your state. Oftentimes it'll break it down by county, your local bureau of senior services 
will pop up there. Uh, things related to elder abuse prevention pop up, counseling, legal aid services, long term care ombudsman, which would be an individual who would sort of be in the middle between the people selling the long term care insurance and you to help you navigate that landscape again, if that's something that you're interested in. So all of these different services that are available in your community. And uh, also the reason I was directed to this, I was um, just trying to find help in the area. And someone told me about it and said, even if you're caring for your loved one, there might be funds available through some local agency on aging that will pay you small amount for a few hours a week to do the work that you're already doing. And so by going to that website, eldercare.acl.gov and putting in your zip code, you might be able to find resources that will help with things that you are already doing. So just an excellent, excellent website that really kind of pulls everything together. And because it's federal, There are no ads that are there that you have to question. Is this something that they're just trying to sell or is this just really offering good information? It's all just the information. And often the referrals or the references that are in that uh, web search that comes back when you put your zip code in or other local government agencies. So you're going from federal government to local government versus, you know, jumping right out to individual companies that might be selling a service. So that is a wonderful, wonderful resource. Can't say enough about that. The elder care locator do check that out. And then of course there's Medicaid, which we've talked about and they also talk about veterans programs. And so this is one that's often overlooked, particularly if you or not you necessarily, but the loved one was married to a veteran and that veteran is no longer with us, you might not think about that first, but even if the veteran that your loved one was married to is deceased and perhaps even, even if there were divorced, I'm not sure about that one, but do consider that if there is a veteran, if your loved one served, and I believe it's beneficial if the loved one or their spouse served in a war, in a conflict that helps to secure that care. But the veterans administration does offer some benefits even for, you know, the surviving spouses. And that can be the home care and just other things to be helpful around the house if someone is uh, staying at home. So by all means, absolutely. uh, If you know that there is a flag around the house, there's some dog tags or medals around the house. Maybe you don't even know. You need to ask if you're taking care of a loved one that might be related to a veteran or may have been a veteran themselves. And then it talks about this lesser known program. And I'll admit, I'm just finding out about this program from reading this article today called PACE, Programs of All Inclusive Care for Elderly. And I did go to that website and it's not available in every state, but you can go to that website and see if this program is available, and I'll just read a little bit about what it says here. It says PACE is a small but growing Medicare and Medicaid initiative aimed at keeping frail seniors out of nursing homes. About 55,000 people participate in more than 140 PACE programs 
in 30 states, according to the National Pace Association. So looks like they're available in 30 states. Might be your state. Again, this is uh, for U.S. listeners only at this point. And it says to be eligible, the individual must be 55 years or older in need of a nursing home level care. A resident of the area where that PACE uh, organization is located and then must be able to live safely in the community with help from PACE. And so just uh, when I went to the website, they doing some very similar things, um, covers in-home care, adult daycare, checkup, transportation for medical purposes. So quite a few things that are covered there. And all of this, of course, is about the title of this podcast and this article affording the extra care. You know, we're talking about a home worker here, which that PACE program does provide, but the other services might be helpful. So again, things you can consider the PACE program programs of all inclusive care for elderly. Definitely the veterans programs consider that. And of course, again, the elder care locator, eldercare.acl.gov. Put that on your radar as well. Look into all of these things, life insurance policies, everything you can look at. Leave no stone unturned when it comes to finding financial resources. It's going to challenge you. It's not going to be easy. You're going to run down some of these paths and find that it's a cul-de-sac, just dead ends. And you've got to turn around and go back to where you started. That's fine, too. I've been making some phone calls here recently and, you know, call a place and they say, no, we don't service your area. But then they give me a referral number to someone else. I call that person. No, we don't service your area to try this. And then I ended up finding a place. So just keep pulling on those threads. You'll get it. You'll get there and be encouraged. You're doing the right thing, helping your loved one. No question about that. And just remember Continue to do that. That's important. However, also take care of yourself, mental and physical. Make that the priority so that you can be around to continue the wonderful care that you're providing for your loved one. Until next week, Matthew Johnson, I'm out. <laughs>